The following episode goes into depth about serious topics like depression, sexual harassment and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everybody, welcome back to the TBH podcast. In this episode, we are going to be talking about a more serious topic. And we're going to be talking about the evolution of bullying and how we can see it in our society. And as you may have noticed, we don't have our usual cheery background music on today um because of this topic so um let's get into it um bullying is something that's constant and especially in our school experience it's something that's unavoidable and i feel like there are many people out there in the world who have plenty of stories to share about their own personal experiences with bullying um it's some it's a phenomenon that occurs because we are social animals and we all have that feeling where um sometimes there are insecurities that get the better of us or there are many other factors that cause it so today um let's actually look at how um there are many potential causes for bullying um there's we we can look at it as the seven p's Okay so the first P is power. That's a huge aspect that comes into play when we're looking at why people bully others. Power are people who want to be in control. People who enjoy deciding what is acceptable at school and what isn't. And often ways this kind of exhibited as, you know, excluding people who don't fit in with your decisions or um when the person or when the bully doesn't get their way they often isolate or ostracize others and they use a lot of verbal and emotional bullying and um often make the child feel a bit more uncomfortable in their own surrounding and make them feel less wanted and this does happen because these kids are all just looking for their place in high school and they just want to be part of a crowd but when we bring into account these people who want to decide what's what it does make children feel a bit more uncomfortable about expressing their true selves in school and power is a very important factor and a very important cause that does influence bullying right so another cause is popularity and you know there are there is a hierarchy in our school society and some kids are more popular than others and sometimes bullying can be like a result of this so kids who are more popular higher up on the hierarchy often make fun of kids who are you know less liked or less popular and this perpetuates relational aggression it is a form of emotional bullying because you are demeaning someone else's worth just because of their status in school. So kids who try to climb the social ladder who who try to gain some social power also resort to bullying to make themselves seem like better people in front of the more popular crowd. And popular bullies usually have big egos because they're confident in their status and their power and this links back to the cause of power. and they usually have a large group surrounding them that makes them feel a little bit more secure in their power and because of their status they lash out at other people 
and um, so while popularity and power are pretty common um, factors that take into account uh, when we're considering the causes of bullying another point that has been researched by many psychologists there's been many studies considered um, taken out about um, why people bully others and another factor is payback so there have been children who were previous victims of bullying and sometimes they bully others as a means to uh, as a means to take payback or exact their form of revenge on the people who made them feel worse so they kind of turn that sort of leftover aggression on people who don't really deserve it but are maybe just in the path of that rage and this often happens because um it creates like a sort of uh feeling that even though they were weaker in the past they are stronger now because they're bullying other weak people uh most kids who have bullied uh other kids are often bullied by themselves by their own peer group and that's why it's a way to retaliate that pain that they're feeling that feeling of um loneliness and that feeling of isolation from your own friend group can manifest in a very aggressive manner and can cause um a very harsh lashing out at other innocent bystanders who may not be um honestly who may be falling at the bottom of the social ladder and it also adds a sense of powerlessness and anger and it's a it actually perpetuates the cycle of the bully victim so every time someone's bullied they exact back their own payback and you know they um rise up again it's like a new version of themselves a bully and they bully another person and it's like a constant cycle of pain and a cycle of um exhibiting aggressive behavior and something that is unfortunately very common in our generation and most children in our uh in most school experiences so another factor to be considered is like home like your home problems and this is something perhaps if you come from an abusive background or from a broken family maybe people at school won't know about this but you would still feel that negligence that like your parents didn't pay attention to you or the fact that you might have been abused by your own parents and this people who have who are victims of this might resort to bullying in school because it gives them a sense of control which they weren't able to have in their own homes and they would also have like a low self-esteem and they would resort to bullying to cover for this and to make to let other people know that they are in fact in power even though in reality they feel powerless so um that's that of course i mean i i understand like you know those are all really important factors to consider because when we are talking with people who are bullying it's always important to examine the root cause so another important point to think about is prejudices so kids who um don't really uh who come from a background where um maybe their family kind of has a certain prejudice against different races or different religions 
or different um, you know sexes or different genders they can lash out again aggressively or maybe they may turn to emotional bullying or verbal bullying and um, of course this is still a form of bullying and you are targeting kids because of their differences and maybe it's something that doesn't align with your own views or your own perspective so um you also have to look at that aspect when you're considering home mm-hmm. life that that's true so there's kids who would be targeted because um you know they may be part of the lgbtq community or they may be following a completely different religion while the other kids in their class may be a different type so standing out makes them targeted and that's something that's very common and that's often why they are bullied and it's important to consider that aspect as well so another common factor i think is that of peer pressure because we've talked about social cliques before and you know sometimes kids bully others just to fit in with their clique even if it means that they're going against what they truly believe in sometimes they may um they're just more concerned with fitting in and being accepted by others and usually they have like this this person would have a type of herd mentality going along with the group that they're part of and if that group is a group of bullies they will be pressured to fit in with them and bully with them as a group and so they would tend to bully as a group but they would usually behave differently when they're alone because they won't have to act like another person in, again when they're alone and usually group bullies are just cliques that imitate the leader of the group and the rest of them just follow along because they have to fit in and they have to want they need that sense of validation and acceptance so um actually all the points we have mentioned so far are pretty common but there is one extreme trait that we need to consider and that's how certain kids who would be bullying others for entertainment or pleasure and um they often sometimes you know target kids or um maybe make them feel a bit less uh, or lower their self esteem because their own lives are simply just dull and boring and uh, of course this could be linked to traits of very extreme cases of psychopathy or um maybe these kids are unable to feel empathy and they're known as indifferent bullies i think so um they feel detached and sometimes they often don't care about who they are hurting or they don't have like a certain like unlike the prejudice bullies um they don't have like a certain target they just often attack whoever they feel um deserves it or even if they don't deserve it they don't honestly care because that is an extreme trait that is exhibited and there are kids who just hurt other feelings other people's feelings without even considering it and without even feeling that pain or without putting themselves in their own shoes um but it is i feel like less common i it, think so it, it is. is less common but um of Be- course uh you know there it it is a it is a potential it's, it's a potential cause. cause for bullying and all the other factors that we talked about power the payback they all stem from root causes whereas pleasure it's just because they just want to add some excitement 
according to them in their lives. And oftentimes, actually, uh, many of this bullying is um, goes unnoticed by the parents and teachers mm-hmm. because I feel like many bullies um, that uh, we've mentioned who go by these causes, especially bullies who go from like um, a pleasure because they're doing it out of pleasure because they're doing it out of boredom, they often appear very you know sweet, charming, mm-hmm. charismatic to like authority figures, and that tends to be kind of uh, misleading and many parents or teachers don't understand what the victim is trying to tell you and oftentimes bullies don't allow their victims to tell anyone or they selectively choose their victims who yeah don't. They, they choose their victims based on their personality so they i feel would be more likely to pick on a quiet kid who is not likely to speak out against the bullying that's happening to them and uh there's a terminology for that they're called serial bullies and they're bullies who are very controlled and calculated when they're targeting kids and um i know this may not fit in with like the general sense of what a teenager Mm -hmm. is like the average teenager but uh it's a very extreme sort of type of bully and um they are very skilled manipulators and they are very fake friends you know they somehow trick you into thinking that they are your friend while really they're just exploiting you for their own Mm -hmm. personal gain. And it is a very, very common trait that I have seen. And I have seen people who sometimes just become friends with others and often treat the other people as like lackeys. Yeah, they just exploit them for whatever purpose. And then when that's over, they leave whatever friend they had. So their, their exterior persona, the whole... I'm charismatic, I'm a sweet person. It's just another way to manipulate people and situations. It's a facade. And actually, recently, I think when we're looking at the actual evolution of bullying, we've moved from physical bullying to emotional bullying. And there's many... Verbal bullying as well. Verbal bullying. And um, we can clearly see that there is a pattern. The entire aim of bullying is to cause harm to the other person mm-hmm. at your for your own gain. And because of that, um, whether it's physical or emotional, it hurts the same. It does, it does. It will hurt the same. And you have to understand that your words... Uh, there's, a, there's a proverb or something, right? Um, Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words, wait, but words can never hurt me. But that's obviously false. It's like completely wrong. In this situation, it is. Because words can hurt you. They, I mean, obviously not literally, but they harm every... I feel like... They undermine you. They demean you. Yeah. They make you feel worse than what, like, you actually are. And that does have a serious toll on someone's mental well-being. Of course. And, um, you know, when we're talking about our own school experiences... um, we haven't seen anything to this extent. Maybe it's because Maybe, yeah. our school is a very guarded, kind of secure society. And most kids often keep to themselves. And teachers are pretty strict around us. But, but I feel like I've seen instances of maybe group bullying. I would, I think that's the furthest I would say. Because we do have, back when we had physical school, we did have very prominent cliques. And I feel a couple of them would just go around and bully the younger grades, like the the kids of the younger grades, for no reason other than to maybe lend them some money or something like that. And I feel like I've, I, I don't know, I've never actually seen this happen, but I have heard of it. 
and I feel like I, I think our school has had discussions about it as well but as Thunvi said it's I don't think we, we we don't really see much of it happening but it could all happen under like behind the scenes underneath of course without yeah. anyone knowing it could be happening and you know sometimes there are those like um bullies where at first when they say something harsh to you you can't categorize them as bullies because you know it's maybe the first time that's happened yeah like i know for me one time there was a girl uh we had like a bake sale in mm-hmm. fifth grade or something and then there was this girl who came up to me and i was in her team we were supposed to like um uh put up some cakes or something together she came up to me and she told me uh tanvi maybe it's better if you don't come tomorrow then i'm like why then she's like i don't think anyone would want to come to our stall because you would be there and that those words really hurt me i mean like i yeah, felt i felt should awful. think they would i felt awful when i heard that and she told me like i mean she did pull me privately and tell me aside but then i didn't understand cuz i i don't think i've ever done anything to her cuz mm-hmm. i was a pretty quiet kid but i realized maybe that was what made her say that because she didn't think that i would go and tell anyone about it yeah maybe she just thought you'd just suck it up and of course i mean listen to her or something obviously i did show up the next day but i think i kind of like ignored her after that i cut off ties but um what yes. she said the yeah. fact that i still remember it today like shows just so shows years, how big of an impact it has yeah it was it was awful for me and yeah. um, sometimes you know i see these uh, kids who are talking about their own bullying experiences and i feel like even though it may not be as serious as like physically harming someone or like emotionally calling yeah, them out precisely. it can still mm-hmm. be counted as bullying like you know maybe there's like a kid like uh, i know one kid was talking to me about how when he's sitting in a bus uh there was this older senior who used to pick on him like you know he just like throw some trash his way or just like pull his ear or something just like irritate yeah. him i mean even though it may not be such an extreme form as we've been talking about since uh, till it's, now it still affects the victim and i think that's something i think we all need to realize about bullying that it doesn't need to present itself in a really extreme form for it to be taken seriously any form even in like the slightest way should be considered as bullying if the victim is feeling things that they shouldn't be feeling exactly if they are feeling harassed if they're feeling uncomfortable and if they're feeling worse about themselves because of this person who's annoying them or whatever that yeah. is still a form of bullying it's it, it is truly awful i mean listening uh, listening to like all these different perspectives like i know sometimes you can go on online forums and read people's own stories mm-hmm. about how they were bullied and sometimes the effects of bullying carry on throughout adulthood and it undermines their self esteem to such a point where they can't get back up from there or it like emotionally cripples them for life mm-hmm. and that's something that isn't fair but it happens and it does there's not much we can do about it so I do feel awful and uh clearly but the thing is as our generations move past we can clearly see a difference in how bullying is exhibited that's true from pushing kids on a play in a playground to you know harming them with like really abusive words mhm things are changing things have changed and um one of the major changes that has happened is cyberbullying and um yeah our generation is now yeah. pretty dependent on technology and 
with technology comes cyberbullying as well. But before we go into depth about cyberbullying, I feel like it's important to understand it. And that's why we're going to be taking a look at a very famous case that happened back in 2012, um, the suicide of Amanda Todd. So um, Amanda Todd, she was a 15-year-old um, and um, she was pretty active online. And back then, I know many kids were... Uh, I think back then, you know, the I think everything, like, internet and things were just starting up and you know things were just getting there and a lot of kids were Um, on webcams they had a lot of webcams installed and they were talking to like a lot of different strangers around the world because you know it was a it was a huge thing back then yeah a a network had just opened up where you could talk to people anywhere anywhere in the world of course you'd want to take advantage of that right is I think what they would have thought back yeah. then. Yeah. So Amanda Todd, um, she loved singing. She was uh, she was a she was interested in singing, and she had like a YouTube account and she uploaded like a lot of videos of her singing, and she'd get on these streams like online and she'd like talk to random people, and she just she was just a regular thirteen year old girl back then mm-hmm. before all this happened, and she just really enjoyed her online life because she lived her life through a laptop like many of us do today Mm -hmm. but then one day she was on a stream and for whatever reason maybe it was for attention or maybe it was because she wanted to like just experience it yeah a guy asked her to flash on camera and she did Mm-hmm. And because of that, that guy took a screenshot. And ever since then, Amanda Todd's life has been completely... It changed uh, it from changed. then. It changed ever since then. So this guy, he had access to Amanda Todd's life. He had her access to her contacts. He knew her parents online. Um, he knew her friends. And he had that photo of her, that mm-hmm. exposed Compromising photo. photos. Compromising photos. And he used... And when he asked Amanda Todd for ex- more stuff, that blackmailing, um, she obviously declined and he publicized those photos everywhere. And that that ruined her life, her reputation amongst her friends, her family. It was, it was awful. She couldn't because, go to school. Because of one little mistake she made on one stream in her... In her entire Like when life, she was in yeah. her entire life. And that changed everything it changed everything and because it's so easy to get in contact with people online it it was so easy for this anonymous person to just share all of her personal information all of her personal pictures with all these people who knew her in real life and i did see like you know when they were looking at her youtube videos all the comments under her singing under singing under singing um covers uh, was all about um oh i hope you go and drink bleach i hope you die you're a slut you're so sick she received death threats she received because death threats of that anonymous person publicizing her photos because of that and then that person kept asking and he kept asking for photos and when she declined you know it just got even worse mm-hmm. so that that person obviously used those photos and put them up in like porn sites and um sent them out to numerous different people and it was honestly an awful time for her and on top of that the kids at her school even resorted to physical bullying so amanda todd's been through cyber bullying physical bullying verbal emotional, emotional bullying, bullying blackmail and obviously it reached a point you know where there's only so much a 15 year old girl can take 
I yeah. know if I was in her position, I, would, I, I don't even want to imagine myself in exactly, that position. Exactly, but you would be completely overwhelmed by the amount of which, like, the extent to which things went. So, we're not going to sit here and say that we know what Amanda Todd's Yeah, definitely through. not. We're not going to, we're not going to say that because that's her own experience and mm-hmm. she did go and publicize that out. She released a YouTube video, a nine minute YouTube video where she spoke about her story, her entire life story, all the stuff that she's been through, through a series of flashcards. And then I think a few days, a few weeks later, she committed suicide. Yeah. So as then we said, we definitely, I mean, we can't even say that we understand what she went through because we really don't understand what she was feeling when everything happened to her. Because we all have our own experiences, and that was hers. But the worst part is that it's not just Amanda Todd. There's so many people out there going mm-hmm. through the same thing. And it's unfortunate that this poor girl had to give up her life for everything to be publicized and brought out in the open. Because I feel like ever since then, the conversation of cyberbullying started becoming huge, you know? Yeah. Everyone started realizing that it's a problem, and we all need to talk about it, and we need to like discuss it. Because if we shy away from these topics, it's just going to keep it's happening. It's going to keep going on and there's nothing we, there's nothing, we have to try to at least spread awareness about it when we can. Exactly. So cyberbullying needs to be mentioned. So cyberbullying laws, you know, some sort of team that can help you mm-hmm. when you're in trouble. And I know that many, uh, if you look on YouTube, there are like plenty of, um, PSAs, public service announcements, that uh, show you how to deal with stuff, like how to report it. Because one thing that happens when you're being bullied is that the victim, they always choose a victim who doesn't speak out. Yes. So if you do speak out, there's a less chance of you getting bullied. And plus, you're able to somewhat protect yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, because what's happening to you is that, in a way, you sort of allow it to happen. And I feel like it's important to consider, you know, talking to a trusted adult, parent, or even a friend, but just talk to someone. Don't and shut just, yourself And up. let them know, because it's better than keeping it all to yourself and bottling it in. And of course, you know, with cyberbullying, the entire concept of sexual harassment is even more predominant, like in the Amanda Todd case. Um, so there, you know, and sexual harassment doesn't necessarily have to be only physical. You know, someone showing you content which you don't want to see is sexual harassment. Is, yeah, that is true. Someone forcing you to take pictures of yourself is sexual harassment. Someone um, pushing you to, I don't know, do something to yourself is sexual harassment. And another thing about cyberbullying is because we're hiding behind our laptops or our phones the bullies like it makes them feel anonymous and it makes them have that power because no one actually knows who they are but they can go around under a fake username with a fake email and make other people's lives miserable and they get away they do get away no one they can do. catch them and the thing is when we look at again the evolution of bullying from physical bullying once you're at school and someone pushes you on a playground and they're harassing you at school home is your safe haven because you're with your family That's and true. you're alone but in cyberbullying they follow you home when you're in your bed with your phone they're there the bullies are with you they're online and they're constantly harassing you and unless you like completely detox yourself like completely it's, like, a, it's a never-ending situation because of how attached we are to our technology cyber bullies take advantage of that and it's, this is one of the negatives yeah. of 
being so dependent on technology it's extremely invasive cyberbullying is very very invasive because they've completely inserted themselves into all aspects of your life mm-hmm. so you know your mom is on online as well and they they have contacts with your mom and your friends and um, it's like a different entire realm of harming someone's feelings exactly and it's it's only been it's it's a really recent form of bullying only because of the evolution of technology and hopefully with the like further development of technology will come the development of maybe laws or other ways to stop cyberbullying from happening but until then it's it's a very very common part of our lives i recommend um, if you guys are listening just find as many cyberbullying videos or psas and inform mm-hmm. yourself inform everyone you know i understand that maybe like inf- being an influencer these days is like a prominent career choice that's true but please consider the fact that when you put yourself online it's there like even if you delete your post it's going to be there somewhere it's going to be there in archives people would have taken screenshots of it and if you are exposing yourself online if you are putting a part of you online for other people to see as like an influencer or anything in that sort of field you are also putting a part of you online for the cyber bullies to see and it's a risk it's a risk that you're going to take regardless of whatever you do and um it's really important uh, please please be careful when you're online because when you're online there's so many people online ages from like um i don't know a couple of years to like, like tiny kids senior to citizens seniors, yeah so um you don't know who you're talking to online even if it's only talk to your trusted friends and don't give out any personal information online i really beg you guys to be careful because um it's like, really yeah it's i feel really that, unpredictable and i feel that people take it a little like not i don't think that people are too serious about it i mean in my perspective because i remember back when i was younger we were educated about cyberbullying and we everyone was like we watched videos like oh never give out your passwords never give out your address to people never agree to meet someone you don't know because you never know who could, who they could be and i feel like a lot of people then itself even though we were like third graders or something they were already so dismissive of it they were like oh yeah this can't happen to me it's okay i'm perfectly safe not none of this is ever going to happen to me it's only like special scenarios i'll be totally safe but that's the thing you you never know unless it actually happens you see this world is a very big place but the internet is way bigger <laughs> yes actually we're only accessing like 20% of the internet like our google and our um tenders instagram yeah. and snapchat whatever it's only 20% of the internet there's an entire dark side of it and there's so many people lurking there and you have to be very careful and i know that we're growing up again like sanya mentioned we're growing up in the age of technology mm-hmm. it's unavoidable but just be aware of the risks and inform everyone your loved ones just know that whatever you're putting out is it just for yeah. you or who just for the pe- person intended it's going through multiple other people as well i know and always keep a lookout for certain signs like if someone i don't know maybe requests to message you on instagram with like like a strange message or something like that don't accept it don't accept it thinking that oh it's probably something safe i'll be fine 
it might it may be but it also might not be and it's better to not take that risk if you have an opportunity to prevent it of course i mean i think we've all heard about plenty of catfishing stories mm-hmm. like you know uh but catfishing is a very real thing and i'm sure that like these there's like plenty of fake accounts online so um it is very concerning to think about and you know bullying is just a part of it and like i think we've mentioned throughout all these types of bullying and all these like causes of bullying that we have mentioned everyone goes through them and i'm pretty sure few of them are bullies or maybe have bullied someone in their lives and uh you know there's a whole other aspect when you look at you know types of bullying right there's like emotional verbal and there's sexual and all of them may not really seem real because yeah. it's not physical you're not having it like it's not physically happening it it's happening to you but you know sexting um slut shaming and um you know all that sort of activity that's happening online is still bullying i really want yeah, you guys to know that it's true. still bullying because people like we assume it's online oh we can just shut it down we won't have to deal with it but you will because everything we have now is online everything we go through is online and unless you make a complete detox and delete everything and you, you know can't avoid you it. can't really avoid it no matter how much you want to even if it's online it will still always be there so um please keep yourself well informed uh, understand that bullying is something that's probably going to happen i don't know how many kids it affects but it's quite a it, lot it's pretty common actually it's very, it's very common, common. and uh, when we consider the fact that bullying is not just someone physically touching you or anything like mm-hmm. harming you it's even larger in number and bullying doesn't only happen in schools you know it happens in workplaces it happens yes. to kid, people older than us or younger than us and that's why you know we encourage you to speak out like maybe just tell someone that's trusted like maybe if your teacher if it's someone you are close with you can tell them if you think it's safe but do tell someone and we're talking about the victims of bullying here but if in any case you know you are you feel that you have been bullying others and you're listening to this podcast please i i like plead you to you know take a moment and reflect on how much pain it's bringing to other people and take a look at your own life see where you feel like this stems you know because um i know that we're not therapists or anything like we're mm-hmm. just teenagers talking about our own high school experiences but the fact that this sort of harmful behavior is our high school experience is it says a lot it says a lot about our generation our age so um i want any of you guys if you guys have your own bullying stories don't be afraid to share them i'm sure that there's many others who've also gone through the same thing and of course we understand if you don't want to tell them of to course. us or anything but if you are being bull- if you are a victim of bullying please try to speak out to anybody who you find safe whether it be your friend or your mom or your teacher but um, just anybody let yeah. them know you you can also uh, message us at our on our instagram at project_tbh and there are plenty of lifelines and resources so for our indian listeners um you guys can call childline uh, which is 1098 you just have to dial 1098 1098 mm-hmm. um there are also other specific yeah. helplines 
like this one called Lifeline, which is, of course, we're in India, so plus nine one nine zero eight eight zero three zero three zero three. And then um, again, for our Indian listeners, we also have Vandrevala Foundation, which is again um, a hotline that helps you, and that's one eight one eight six zero two six six two three four five. And um, we also put up a, like a lot of resources on our website, which you can access through our Instagram, which is again at underscore uh, at project underscore tbh. So again, if if you want to reach out to these helplines, please feel free to use them. And I'm very sure, of course, we don't we don't provide any guarantees, but these helplines exist to help other people. And if you require that external assistance. We urge you to call them up and let them know. And if you feel comfortable talking to like kids your uh, our age, like you know us teenagers, you you can message us. Of course, everything will be anonymous, and we would never share anything. No. So uh, you can send us a DM whenever you want. And if you guys are ever going through anything, please feel free to message us. We're always here for you. We'll always be here to listen as well. We will totally. It's totally fine if you yourself only want to do it. We're not going to force you to say anything or anything like that. Of course. But um, we're just here. Thank you again for listening. Um, I know this is a very serious podcast, but it's important for us to put this out and this episode specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel like anyone you know or if you've gone through any bullying experiences, just share the episode. I'm sure it'll help out. Yeah, share this with your friends. I think we all know or have gone through something like this in our lives at one point so yeah again thank you thank you for listening to this episode um bye-bye bye